So to to date, my greatest youth pastor mess up story has to be the preceding story. Uh, I was preaching, and well, about a year and a half ago, I made this agreement with my kids that every time I speak, I'm going to wear a fun pair of socks. And um, this one pair of socks in particular, I've had for a while. They're kind of my favorite. And I've worn them before. But uh, this particular week in particular, I couldn't find one half of them. And um, the socks happen to be nuts and bolts. And classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they're cool looking socks. They've got, you know, they they're kind of industrial, kind of whatever. They just look great. And I get, I'm in the I'm in the middle of my intro. I'm getting started and the kids were like, "Show us your socks." And I was like, "Oh yeah." So I pulled my 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 pant leg up, showed them my socks, and I was like, "Oh no. Today's a weird day. Had to mix match." When I was getting ready this morning and I was thinking about you guys, <laughs> I was like, oh, my nuts and bolts socks are going to be great for today. But then I could only find the bolts. So I had my bolt socks on my right leg and on my left leg, I had these like stripe socks. And I was like, guys, I said, we had to go mix match. I got my bolt socks over here and my stripe socks over here because this morning I couldn't find my n-. And I was like... And all the middle school boys already knew what I was about to say. And I was like, and I just had to finish it. I was like, couldn't find my nuts this morning. <laughs> that is awful. I cannot believe that just is on this podcast. So, um, oh, gosh. I mean, before I finished the statement, all my middle school boys were dying laughing. I was dying laughing. You were dying laughing. True. Nobody got saved that night because they couldn't stop laughing. And so... Uh, that story right there was a clear example of what we're talking about today, and that is controlling your tongue. What's up and welcome to Outside In, a podcast by Dakota Kelly. This podcast is all about conversations surrounding the church and the people that make it up. Our hope is that you are given fresh perspective and that you feel challenged to have your own conversations surrounding the topics you hear about today. Hope you enjoy. This week uh, was our final week of school, our session one for this semester. And uh, thank God we're going into spring break. Praise God. Holla back. <clears throat> and I, I am seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm about to graduate. It's going to be amazing. CLC is amazing, but school is school, whether you look at it, however you look at it or not. So um, we did an assignment this week where we talked about specifically Mark 15, where uh, Jesus is going through the trial. Um, he's about to go on the cross, and uh, then he's on the cross, and there's just two or three examples of Jesus um, having to control his tongue, but in 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 um in particular, control how he responds to certain situations. Because um, you know, there I guess there's two categories of tongue control, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, everyday conversation, like you you come across a lot of people who just have a loose tongue. You know, I'm not necessarily going to condemn that. Sure. No matter, you know, just like your lifestyle. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. But um, 
the thing through the lens of leadership and uh, pastoral leadership and just leadership in general, like you have to have tongue control, especially in the, the, the way in the way you respond to certain situations, because praise God, uh, ministry isn't all butterflies and rainbows or sermons and anointing oil. Like you're dealing with people, True. you know, mm-hmm. and me, it gets the best of me sometimes. Sure. And, um, I have had to learn how to respond to a lot of things. And so <clears throat> this story, like Jesus is in front of Pilate. He's on his knees in front of Pilate, maybe is what I'm imagining. And the entire city is accusing him of like anything, like all these false accusations. Um, and then, you know, they, uh, Pilate gives the, the city the option, uh, the people the option of who to set free. They set a, um, um, a person free who was obviously guilty. Um, it was Barabbas, Barabbas right? Barabbas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. They set Barabbas free. He is an obviously, like, he's a felon. He's a crook. He's all these things. He's I think he's a murderer. Yeah. And, like, Jesus is just getting served, like, total crap in this moment, you know? <laughs> and I was I was putting in some, in some of these assignments that I had to talk about this particular story <clears throat> where if I was sitting there watching this and I was watching Jesus just take it, like, I would have been upset with Jesus. I would have been like, yeah. yo, stand up for yourself, bro. Tell these fools how stupid they are and how wrong they are in this moment. And <clears throat> all the way up into the cross, like, you see the real heart behind it on the cross, especially. Like, he's on the cross. He's about to take his last, last breath. And he, you know, he says something along the lines like, God, they don't understand what they're doing. Like, basically yeah. just it has this expression of love. At this point, he's not even, he's not just getting falsely accused. He's being punished because of a false accusation. Right. And it's just, it's blowing my mind. Because I get my panties all in a wad. (laughs) Because co-worker says something to another co-worker who then says something to my boss. I get in trouble. And I am bent beyond belief and it's just like it's not how Jesus would operate you know what I'm saying um it's just baffling me today what do you think yeah so that scripture in particular brings to mind something that I learned I say learned but I really should say I'm continually learning and that is we all know that we can honor people by what we say. We can equally honor people by the things we don't say or choose not to say. And so, obviously, in the story of Jesus, like before Pilate, you know, in that isolated event, it would seem appropriate that Jesus would have responded, especially verbally in that time of being accused. Right. But I think that because Jesus's perspective was always eternal and he always had the greater story of redemption in mind, he knew that God was more honored by his silence in that moment 
than if he would have responded, even though whatever he was going to say would obviously been true because he's God. But um, that wasn't what God asked of him. You know, the mm-hmm. Lord asked him to come and be a sacrifice. And sometimes even in the life of ministry, like, yeah, we can talk to people or we can say things or we can stand up for people and fight for justice. But I also think we have to be able to hear the Holy Spirit and know when to not speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Which just is hard. harder. It is harder. <laughs> it is so hard. And so I don't know. I th- what I start like trying to categorize different scenarios. When is it okay to speak up against injustice? Obviously, if I mean Jesus did it, he spoke up against injustice when sure. uh, the lady caught in a, the woman caught in adultery uh, was about to get stoned by a bunch of people who, you know, and Jesus turns around and says, you know, if any of you the the one who the one here who hasn't committed a sin can can cast the first you know first stone. He spoke up against injustice, and so I'm start I start asking myself when is it, you know, not okay? When like when and and when should I not speak up against injustice? Because I don't know, I just have a hard time with it. And like you're also <clears throat> a fighter for justice, and that's part of who you are, and it's a good quality to have because other people are a little too reserved. So I think the Lord gives people with like a heart for justice. And I think that's important. I would, I'm challenged because when we see Jesus speak out against injustice, it's always for the sake of someone else. And so it leads me to believe that maybe in our own lives, when it comes to us, that so long as we're focusing our energy fighting for others, that we can trust that God and the people around us are fighting for us. And so we don't have to. Yeah. It's a thought. It's a lot for me to process. For yeah. Because it, it's, it's a hard thing for me. No. Because unfortunately, like, in that <laughs> sense, I see a lot of that injustice. Like, in friends, like, in friendships, like, there's just stupid little things where people get the short end of the stick. Like, sure. it's unfair. I don't like it. And then... There's a lot of situations where I get the short end of the stick. Um, And so I want to be better at it because I'm also going to mess up and, like, do unjust things to people. Sure. As great as I am, it is a possibility. (laughs) Um, And so I guess, like, to anybody listening today, I think the challenge is – The challenges can be better better given if with some context. Like, there's been, I've been in a lot of scenarios where people kind of make, kind of make that Christian joke jab, like, oh, I just said a bad word, I'm sorry, Reverend, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> or, you know, you you see a Christian or a, or a person that works in the church be a little more reserved. It doesn't mean they're weak necessarily. Mm-hmm. It, it's they're having to be mindful of what they say because <clears throat> the example that we're following, 
you know, Jesus, like, he obviously did it in a different way. And it wasn't, it wasn't this, like, Jesus didn't do it out of, with motivation to preserve his self-righteousness. It was more so for the sake of other people, you know? Um, You know, I guess, like, talking about it, it kind of made me realize, like, Well, I just lost the thought. But either way, it was just like <laughs> it's something you said provoked this thought that like you know, he didn't he didn't respond to certain things because if he did, it would like give that frustration and give that sensitivity to frustrating things uh you know, a f- give like help it gain ground like gain ground in his life. Does that make sense? Like sure. Over time, and I've seen this in my own life, the more if I speak out frustration on a smaller thing, like over time, if I keep doing that, I'm like really sensitive to it, mm-hmm. like, and I'm quicker to respond over time. So he just set like a crazy example, yeah, crazy example, and it was all like you said with the motivation of other people. And so, um, if you're viewing that, if you're confused as to why pastors or people in church and the church leadership um, do that? Why are they so, you know, so uh, cushioned in everything they say, like, blah, blah, blah. That's a motivation. Also, if you're listening and this challenges you, like, I hope hope it encourages you and um, expounds your perspective. Uh, But, you know, this is... Uh, episode, I want to say 13 or 14. That's crazy. Maybe it's 12 or 13. Uh, and so I appreciate all of you for listening. Listen, as usual, please, please send me your feedback. If you have any uh, suggestions on topics or maybe even a series, like I would love to hear your thoughts. If this challenged you, I would love to hear this as well. But thank you for listening in. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Outside In. We hope that you'll continue along this journey with us by hitting the subscribe button and looking out for future episodes. If you have any thoughts or would like to share your perspective on these topics from today, please share them with us by emailing dakota at north-highland.org.